Welcome to an encore broadcast of Freedom Friday with Carl Gallups. Freedom Friday streams live every Friday afternoon from 4 till 6 Central Time on carlgallops.com. Opinions expressed by Carl and his guests do not necessarily reflect those of studio owners, management, and staff. Now, here's Carl. to some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Radio from the heart of America now. And now, the Commander-in-Chief is back. Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops, the Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio. All right, folks, I'm honored that you're with me this Friday afternoon. Come on in the house. The Oval Office, Gulf Coast Talk Radio. Slip your mask off. You don't need it here. So, you know, uh, if you've been listening to talk radio today, and I know a probably, probably a lot of you have, and of course we're broadcasting live right now, Friday on our live stream, ADX Communication Broadcast Group Studios. And some of you, many of you will be listening to this again Sunday evening, 1620 AM and 92.3 FM on the Gulf Coast, also ADX stations. So, some of the things that I'm going to say, I mean, this is a fluid situation going on in Afghanistan. And of course, that impacts us back here at home. It impacts the entire planet right now in various ways and in very monumentally important ways. And I know a lot of you have heard some of the things I'm going to share with you, but some of it is breaking as well. Plus, I will have some opinions and some insight that maybe you haven't heard or thought of yet. But, uh, I just want you to know it's not necessarily all bad news, although it is pretty grim right now, isn't it? Because the ineptness, the lunacy, the stupidity of the current administration is coming back to bite us in the rear end. Just like many of us. See, I'm preaching to the choir here because most of the folks that listen to this show agree 100% with what I say. Okay, not 100%, but, you know, we're on the same page, right? 
I mean, we just love America. We love law and order. We love rule of law. We love our constitutional rights and liberties and, and, and all of these things. We, we support our, our military when they are acting constitutionally, and of course, most of the time they do. It depends on the leadership in the White House, et cetera. We support our men and women in blue and, you know, the cops and the first responders. All of those things that are Americana that make this nation work, make our economy work, make our lives great, and make our nation powerful and strong. We support the defending of our borders. We support marriage and home and family and all of these things, the right to assemble to worship, et cetera, et cetera. But an awful lot of people don't support any of that. And right now, once again, we are seeing that elections matter. Now, I know a lot of you are screaming right now, yeah, but this election was fraudulent. This election was stolen. This, And listen, I happen to agree with you, and it could turn out that you and I are wrong about that, but I don't think so. But be that as it may, we've got what we've got right now. And there are ways to fix the thing that we don't like about what happened in 2020. But, but it, that's not going to happen right now. It's just not. You know, I, I, you remember I told you, and a lot of you already figured this and knew this, and some of you were hoping for the best, as was I. But I told you months ago that this thing about Trump going back in the White House in August wasn't going to happen. I told you that, and I told you why. The legal reasons, the constitutional reasons, the precedent reasons, uh, the, the whole national security and international security reasons why that would not happen. And it didn't, and it won't. But that doesn't mean that any number of things can't happen. And I'm not prognosticating anything. I'm not predicting anything. And, I mean, that could go from the, the worst-case scenario of which I'm not even going to speak which could be a part of any politician's life to some other kind of, you know, amendment, the 25th Amendment being enacted. And listen, we've even got Democrats talking about that right now, today, about Joe Biden. I mean, but I don't know that that's so great because what, are we going to wind up with Kamala Harris? I mean, you know, and if she's unable to serve for whatever reason, that means Nancy Pelosi's next in mind. I mean, what, what, are, what are this, what, you know, so all I'm saying is we're in the hands of God, folks, and I've been telling you all this for a long time. You know that, that, that I am a man of the Word of God. You know that I'm a Christian unashamed. You know that I'm primarily a pastor, and I have been on the Gulf Coast for a long time, 35 years in one church. And my relationship with the Lord and the kingdom work is first and foremost, but not trying to preach you a sermon, but, you know, but we move and operate within the realm of life and government and laws and therefore politics. And all of these things are a part of life, and the Word of God addresses all of them. It's not evil for a Christian to be involved in politics. And matter of fact, in a nation like the United States, where at least we have a voice, I think it's pretty evil not to be involved in one way or the other, at least voting, at least speaking out and maybe running for office. But these things matter is what I'm saying. And now we see. And, you know, some would say, yeah, but you know, the thing was was cheated and stolen. And so what difference does it make? Well, don't sound like Hillary Clinton. Everything makes a difference. And that, and we learned a lot. And uh, if, you know, if we're blessed to have another election, because who knows, folks, what, we could be in World War III before the next election. I pray to God not. But I'm just saying, nothing ever stays the same forever. Nothing. 
ever. Go back through world history. Look at the great empires that have arisen and conquered the world and then fell. After 100 years, 200 years, 400 years, 500 years, doesn't matter. They're not here anymore. At least maybe just nothing like they were. So nothing ever stays the same, including politics in America, including life in the United States of America. It will never stay the same until the Lord Jesus returns, and then he's going to turn everything upside down back and restore it to how it was in the beginning, and he will be king of kings and lord of lords. Listen to me preaching. But, but you know, that's how I balance life. It's like I'm going to stay involved, get involved. I, I'm going to shine the light in the darkness because we've been called to do that. I'm going to sprinkle the salt because we've been called the salt. Um, again, the light, we are the light. So I'm going to do all of that, speak as much truth as I know what truth is. And if I find out I've told a lie, and I won't lie to you, but if I've you know, misspoken or whatever, I'll, I'll get that straight. But the bottom line is we are in a mess right now, and it is grim. Now, please don't get all depressed. There are some good things coming out of this. Because as I said weeks ago, months ago, not everything always stays the same. You don't know what's around the corner. Look, none of us could have dreamed months ago that this that we're dealing with right now was around the corner. And... This is not over with yet. There are some more bad things that are going to happen, but there may be some really good things too along the way. We're just going to have to trust the Lord. And I mean, really, and, and to do our whatever part we can do along the way that's lawful and reasonable and for those of us that are believers, biblical. But at the same time, the movement of this whole thing is in the hands of the Lord. It, it truly is. Once you can get that kind of perspective, I think it makes it a little easier to get up and move forward because every day's a surprise. <laughs> it really is. I mean, listen, the one good thing that's happened just in the last 24 hours, we now have Democrat, Democrat leaders all over the nation and in the halls of Congress that are infuriated by what they're watching happening. Now, they would much rather have had a Joe Biden kind of person in there than a Donald Trump. I mean, some of these hard leftists, they, 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 they were gleeful about that. But you see, what Joe Biden's ineptness and stupidity has now done, it has now affected their world, their life, and now their children's prosperity and their children's safety and the horrors that are being inflicted upon the world, and now they're seeing it. We've got some of them calling for the 25th Amendment to be invoked. Now, that could be bad, and it could be that that was part of the plan all along. We'll talk about that in a few moments. But be that as it may, people who've never even dreamed of speaking that are, we've got others, Democrats, calling for impeachment and or strict, strict measures against Trump and his, I mean, uh, Biden and his administration to hold him accountable. I mean, there are things that can happen here that could be really good for our nation in the long run, but we're going to have to grit our teeth, lift up our prayers to heaven, stay involved, stay attuned. That's why you listen to Freedom Friday. Now that I've preached a little bit, when we come back, I'm going to get into some of the headline news that's breaking and some of my commentary and opinions as well. Don't go anywhere. Freedom Friday, Carl Gallows.
You're listening to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallups from the Oval Office of the Gulf Coast. Don't change that dial. We're just getting started. Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops, the Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio. All right, folks, and so we are just getting started. Thank you so much for uh, bearing with me in that little intro. I just, I just wanted to give you a little bit of perspective. So, yeah, yeah, you've you you know what's going on in the world, and and it is grim, and 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 there's a lot of bad news, and some of it is still building. In fact, I'm looking at the headlines of Breitbart right now. Uh, some of this just started coming across the wire. Uh, this, it, 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 there's a, the, the headline article is called Thousands of Islamic State Prisoners Released by Taliban. Well, we know that. Well, I've been talking about it all over social media. But since last week, you know, we've been talking about this. It says Pentagon confirms that that is right. Yeah, almost 5,000. Uh, Biden's, quote, mortal enemies, end quote, narrative implodes. So it says Biden's mortal enemies. I'm making air quotes. That narrative implodes. Uh, Afghanistan chaos worsens. The next headline, uh, White House brace for more terror this weekend. And for those of you listening Sunday night, listen, I pray to the good Lord that you don't have to listen to this show knowing that a whole lot more terror erupted over the weekend, particularly in and around Kabul and Bagram. And I pray not. I pray this is wrong, but the intel we got from the first warning of terror coming, uh, that intel turned out to be true. So the thousands of Islamic State prisoners, yes, some 5,000, and of course that all had to do with Biden's collapsing of everything in on itself. And, and of course Biden and 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 his, his general, his chief of staff general, Millie, they had the audacity, literally both of them in their talks, uh, to throw it over into Trump's lap. I mean, Biden has been in for eight months. He is, quote, and I hate calling him this, the commander in chief. So he calls the shots and he called the shots. And we'll talk about that in a few moments. But the bottom line is, no, this is not Trump's making. In fact, Pompeo came on just today. He was on, I believe it was Fox News. And I've got a transcript of what he said. But he basically said, no, this, this is not on Trump. We had a plan and we were working the plan. And then Pompeo basically said, uh, uh, how many, how many American soldiers died? In, in 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 Afghanistan, uh, uh, Bagram Air Force Base, et cetera, et cetera, uh, under Trump, zero. Okay, you know how, how many died just in the last forty-eight hours under Biden? You see, this is this is the point. You know, this is not Trump's fault. Trump inherited a 20-year war, yes, and he was working it, and he was playing the players, and, and he had a plan, and, and he was broadcasting as much as he could of that plan. And, and whenever he made threats to the Taliban, said, if you mess with American soldiers, we will punish you for it, he followed through. Several times they didn't take him at his word. They will pet. They're like children. They're like petulant children. They'll poke around the edges. And they did with Trump, and Trump immediately unleashed Hades on them. And they backed off. Biden gets up yesterday, maybe it was today, you know, I promise you, we will hunt you down. We will find you. And then, yeah, and then right after that comes the terrorist attacks. What has Biden done since then? Run and hid. Nothing. Nothing. So, there we are. 
you know, think about it, folks. Think of Trump's first seven months, eight months in office. I mean, that's how long Biden's been in. Think of the things he accomplished in the first eight months. I mean, in the economy, at the border, with jobs, all across the spectrum of race. You know, the, the, the employment rates were going through, starting to go through the roof. And by the time he finished his first and second year, they were just at all-time record highs. The economy started booming. Everything was going up and up and up in first eight months. Now, contrast that to Taliban Joe's first eight months. Taliban Joe Biden, that's what I call him now, Taliban Joe. Yeah, he takes his orders from the Taliban. Well, we told the Taliban when we started withdrawing not to mess with us, and they needed to provide security for us as we pulled out. Literally, he, he said that. Maybe not those exact words, but he has admitted to that. So has Milley, General Milley. They were depending upon the Taliban to provide for their security. My response to that is, what? What? The United States of America, the number one hyperpower in the world, not a superpower anymore, hyperpower. It would take the top two or three other superpowers to join their forces to even become close to equaling us, and even then they may not in overall technology. We're a hyperpower, and we're asking barefoot Taliban terrorists to provide our security upon withdrawal? What? Think about what Trump did in his first eight months. Now think of what Taliban Joe has caused. He, he's basically undone everything that Trump did with executive orders. I mean, he stopped the building of the wall. He opened the borders. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people pouring across the borders. They're not tested for COVID. They're not vaccinated for COVID. Not that I'm in favor of mass vaccination, but I'm just saying that the government is towards me and you. We lose our jobs. They're, they're urging our employers to fire us if we don't take a vaccine. And listen, if you want to take a vaccine, if you've already taken a vaccine, I support you 100%. You know why? Your body, your choice. Your body doesn't belong to me. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to get on this radio and tell you what you should or shouldn't do. I'm going to give you my opinions on the hypocrisies and weaponization and the politicization of the whole vaccine mess. I'll do all of that, and I'll even tell you why I have not taken it. And I'm going to use the word yet. And I don't have any plans to take it. I may not take it the rest of my life. But I'm not against vaccines. And I'm not against this vaccine. Per se. <laughs> but everything that surrounds it makes me extremely leery of it. And th that's the whole point. Biden has created all of this animosity between employers and employees and, and, and illegals coming in that don't have to do anything. And Obama that has a birthday bash in the middle of ground zero, Delta ground zero. CDC and Biden say nothing to him. And, and all of this is going. In the meantime, Afghanistan, he's going, he thought he was going to make a photo op for September the 11th. Here comes September the 11th. It's moving into the anniversary, he had been saying, I'm going to get the people out of Afghanistan. Well, see, Trump had been saying that, and he had a plan, and he was working it, and it was working. But Biden wanted to capitalize on that, see. That's what this is all about, folks. It is a stupid man making a stupid decision, doing what should be done eventually, but he did it in a stupid way, surrounding himself with a bunch of either stupid people, and a lot of them aren't stupid. A lot of them are super smart, but they're yes men, and they're all controlled by the puppet masters. He surrounded himself with that. They pulled off the most gigantic, stupid mess 
international mess in our history, and given today's technology and the interconnectivity of today's world and nations, maybe the most gigantic international mess the world has ever seen. This thing literally could turn into a World War III or worse. I mean, a World War III on steroids. It could. I pray to the good Lord it doesn't. But it could. It could very well. Think of what these stupid decisions in the last week that Biden and his team of stupidity has unleashed upon us. 5,000 Taliban terrorists released. And now, again, the headlines of Breitbart. Yep, Pentagon confirms. That's exactly what has happened. Uh, Billions of dollars of U.S. military, high-tech equipment left, jets and tanks and helicopters and drones. I've, I've even heard some people say, yeah, but those Taliban don't know how to operate that stuff. Yeah, but they're tied to Turkey and to Russia and to China, and they know how to operate our stuff, and a lot of that technology did not need to fall into their hands. They've got it all. Computers, laptops, technology. They've got forts, the Air, the, the Air Force Base we spent billions on. They've got buildings, headquarters, billions and billions of infrastructure. All of that we just left behind, plus over 10,000. Looks like getting ready to be Taliban hostages, Americans. And that's just the starting point of it. Now we've already got warnings there's going to be more terror. In the last warning of terror, we lost 13 of our own military troops. So hang on, folks. I've got a lot more to share with you, as well as some potential good news out of all of this as well. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You're in the Oval Office of the Gulf Coast. Freedom Friday with Carl Gallups. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. You're in the Oval Office of the Gulf Coast. Freedom Friday with Carl Gallups. Now, here's Carl. All right. So good to have you with us, folks. Glad you waited through the break. So I, I want to introduce you to a good friend of mine. John Graves is his name. John Graves is producing the show today and probably will be for a few weeks. Uh, Peter uh, Peter Laser, my world-famous producer, been with me for years. He's got several weeks of several items of business, which are not for broadcast over the radio, but he's got a life also, even outside this show. And he just had some pressing matters of business that came up that he will be taking care of. And uh, perhaps he will be back with us. That's what we're hoping for. But in the meantime, John Graves is a broadcast professional, been doing this for many, many years. And uh, he and I have become, I would say, good friends. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. And uh, and uh, we know a lot of the same peeps. We do. Yeah, we <laughs> It's do. a small world. It's a small world. After we got to talking, I realized, I said, man, you might be my cousin. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. But in, the, you know, in this area of the world, that's highly possible. It is. It really is. Yeah. But anyway, that's John Graves. You hear his voice. And John, it's it's good to have you. And of course, we were talking off air. Love Peter. Hope he can make it back because we've been together for years and he's just tremendous. But uh, uh, but if he doesn't, I'm going to I'm going to put in some prayers that maybe you would be here. So right. we, we will see. But that's all in the hands of 
Lord. It is. And ADX Broadcast Group, which is right up next to the Lord. See, the Lord has his throne, and then right beside it is the ADX throne. You, you just let me pick yourself up off the floor, man. I was kidding. It's all okay. good. All right. You know me well enough to know I'm. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm kidding. Okay. But uh, yeah. But anyway, it's good to have you with us. So listen, I did, I'll give you an opportunity for a little bit of commentary. Just, uh, you know, you've heard what I've said. Right. You can agree or disagree. It's okay if you disagree. Just be nice or you're fired. But okay. no, I'm kidding. Add an extra zero no, to my paycheck. I, I know. Okay. <laughs> I know what you're saying. You're saying, oh, I'm fired, big boy. Can you come over here and push the buttons, turn the knobs, and do the show, and answer the phones, and yeah, okay. No, 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 no. I'm just... Again, I'm messing with you, but um, what, 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 where do you think? And I've got stuff I'm going to give and read and the latest breaking, but I mean, what's your assessment of this, man? Brother, it's, it's earth shattering. It really it, is. It really is to hear about what's going on in Afghanistan. It just blows my mind away. We're trying to get Americans out of there. Mm-hmm. We, sh- you know, I know he wanted out before the September 11th anniversary. A, a photo op is what he was looking that's for. That's it. Yeah. That's he, it. He wanted to be able to stand up there and have some uh, Taliban translators of ours under his arms. And of course, right. now they're stuck over there, probably going to die over there because right. of him. But he wanted to be able to wrap his arms around him on September the 11th. And look what a great, majestic president I am. That's right. And the, the Taliban or ISIS or whatever they want to call themselves have been doing a great PR campaign after oh, they took yes. office. Oh. But then you have... The nut jobs that are blowing themselves up again. Yes. And just to, uh, yeah, you can't trust terrorists. I, I mean, I know. I know. And listen, <laughs> and are you, if you cuss, can you put, push the button yourself? I mean, you, I mean, you'd look like you were really getting frustrated. Oh, yes. Yeah, so. Just, to, just, uh, well, I'm a preacher, you know, and oh. I've told people this will make a preacher want to cuss right here. Mm-hmm. Just doing live radio will, but, <laughs> but, but especially these kinds of things. Oh my gosh. I mean, our, you're, and you're a believer. Our, our faith is in the yes, Lord. Of course it is. It is. But, but in the meantime, I, I think you would agree with what I said earlier, some version of what I said that even though our faith is in the Lord, still we're called to be the light and the dark in the middle of darkness, to be the salt. And yes, and, we are. Yeah. And we're called to get involved and stay involved. It's just called life. It is. Right? It yeah. is. But yeah. you you face opposition every minute of every day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And there's never, I try to, you know, tell folks that I preach with to, to all the time is that um, th- there's never been a generation ever on the planet, a, mm-hmm. gen- a whole generation that didn't have some kind of calamitous thing to deal with. Right. I, I, I mean, you know, I go through all the wars. I mean, all the way back to Kublai Khan and, and, and the Mongolian invasions and way back before then, right. way back before then. But I mean, right up into our own, you know, United States. I mean, the Revolutionary War was no picnic, right? Right. People killing each other in front yards. I mean, former cousins and brothers and sisters. And, they, and then, wasn't long after that, we had the Civil War. Right. And it all broke out again. But I mean, but, but behind the Revolutionary War, we had the War of 1812. Great Britain came back, burnt mm-hmm. down the capital, ran our president into the swamps and his and his <laughs> cabinet. And then they sailed their ships into the Gulf of Mexico and on was the Battle of New Orleans. And I mean, I mean, you know, think about all of that. And then the Civil War and then, you know, and then the 60s and the 70s and the civil disturbances and the riots and all, of the, you know, just it goes on and on and on. Why? We live in a fallen world, don't we? Man? We do. We I mean, really do. And, you know, I'm in my 40s and 9-11 yeah. to me is something that I'll never forget. You will remember that. Yeah. I'll tell you a story off air, okay. but okay. I was supposed to be in the towers that day. Mm. 
Mm. I had overslept and missed my flight. I did not know that, and that was the hand of God you, over you. You have no idea. Yeah. I had seven other classmates that died that day. Wow, that's amazing. And, John, listen, um, since you and I are going to be doing the show together, if you want to, mm-hmm. I'm sure our audience would like to hear some of that, if you want to, later, not not today or right now, but yeah. if you want to. And, and we're, we're live right now, folks. We're having a staff meeting on air right in front of you. So John may look at me and say, why did you say that? I do not want to say this over there. But if you want to, we'll, we'll do that. Great. Sometime. September okay. 11th is coming up soon. Well, that would be great. Mm-hmm. For you to uh, twenty years, you to can you believe that? Yeah. yeah, I know. And I was thinking, just coming in, you you think about those that are only twenty years old or twenty five years old. Let's say they right. have zero memory of it. Uh, they, they don't know anything about it. And and but and and so we, you know, in 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 the risk of sounding like a couple of old men <laughs> to these twenty five year olds that are listening, please hear me. Your life will be like that too. It, it, it will. So, so right now is Afghanistan, and we don't know where this is going. That that was a twenty year war. Right. We were fighting and still are. It's not over, by no. the way. In fact, it's ramped up now. The longest war in America's history. Wow. Yes, and I just, you know, if we don't know again what tomorrow holds. What That's right. this new government as they want to be called is going to do i mean they have a track history so that's right and who are they going to be aligned with exactly they're already aligning themselves with turkey asking their leader erdogan if he can get people over to help them run uh bagram airport wow you see because the taliban don't know how to run an airport no they don't know how to fly airplanes no No. but but they're gonna have to i mean i'm sure they've got some that do but out of the many many tens of thousands that make up that that unit uh most of them don't even have shoes and i'm not trying to be degrading or i'm just look at the pictures look at the videos they don't have shoes right and they don't have uniforms. Of course, they've stolen a bunch of ours now. Well, isn't that yeah. nice? They can walk around in American military uniforms by the thousands. Right. How scary is that? But but they are connected with Turkey. Why is that? Because Turkey basically, under Erdogan, is has moved and shifted from the Middle East's major democracy, if you will, mm-hmm. still with a heavy Islamic flavor to it, but it's moved from that to a total Islamic state. Yes. And Erdogan is trying to set himself up as the head of the new Islamic caliphate and the forty or the 57 uh, Islamic nations of the world, and he wants to head that up. And that's been going on for years. I've been writing about that. I've been mm-hmm. preaching about it. The Book of Revelation. Revelation, brother, written to who? Oh. The seven <laughs> churches of, yep. and I'm going to use this word, of Turkey. Now, right. I know in the Bible it says Asia Minor, but under the Roman Empire, that was Turkey. And what does what does the Lord say to the church at Pergamum? He says, and I know where you are. You are where Satan has his throne on earth. Hmm. Wow. Where is it? Turkey. Yeah. And the last days, the book about the last days, written for the last days, written to the people of the last days, was written to a circle of churches, seven of them, and seven mm-hmm. is a biblical number of perfection and completeness pointing to the last days before the return of the Lord. All seven of those are right in the heart of Turkey. The book of the last days is going to revolve around Turkey. Taliban mm. is now communicating with Erdogan Come help us. Come be a part of this. Oh, my gosh. Russia is getting closer and closer to Turkey. They're tied together at Mm -hmm. the hip. China's in the middle of all of this as well. So I don't know what we're watching build. Don't. 
But this is what I tell people. You better have your life right with the Lord. And I'm not being all preacher here. That's just, you don't have to, folks. You don't even have to be a believer to listen to this show. But I'm just saying from my heart, I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't tell you Mm -hmm. these are prophetic times we're living in. I've been saying that for decades. Right. Yes. And now it's just coming like a flood. And this is a part of it, I'm convinced, because of the tie together of Mm -hmm. all of this stuff. And so here we are. And, uh, you know, and just today I was listening to uh, some news reports and a couple of people who are tied deep in the Pentagon and in the military complex who are saying that very soon some whistleblowers are getting ready to come forward and basically undo a lot of what Biden is saying. They're going to show that he's lying about a lot of what he's saying. A lot. What are they waiting on? I know. I know. Well, that's supposed <laughs> I mean, to. It's supposed to happen like in the next 24, 48 hours, is what I've been hearing. And and a and a part of that. And this is not that. But I was just I was just meant, uh, teasing it a few moments ago, John. Um, uh, Pompeo. Uh, Fox News has an article titled "Pompeo Pushes Back on Biden Blaming Trump for Afghanistan Withdrawal." And uh, well, if you, if you heard his news conference, yeah, it was that Trump was today. did this, Trump did that, oh, yeah. Trump, uh, it, uh, it's yeah. his fault. Yeah, it's all Trump's fault. And right. Miley said the same thing. And, and, and I mean, that's just absolutely crazy. I mean, did, did, did Trump, did, did he close Bagram Air Base? No. No. No, 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 no. Did he take troops out and then go back and try to get the American citizens out? No, you you would do it the opposite, but but he didn't do any of that. Uh, Was it him that uh, uh, decided to not increase the military presence to cover the evacuation? No, that was Biden. Mm -hmm. That would be Biden that did that. Uh, Did did he decide not to ban civilian travel to Afghanistan knowing the pullout was coming? See, Biden just let him keep going. And then, then he and his press secretary have the gall to stand before America. So a lot of those people chose to go over there. Yeah, but if you had told them you were getting ready to collapse it, exactly, they probably wouldn't have gone. Right. And so you basically set up, a, you basically delivered hostages into their hands. And then have you been hearing about the kill list, as yes. it's being called? I've heard yeah. about that. Yeah. So, I mean, he delivered a name, a list of over 100 names of people. Said, no, look, our translators over there. Now, we need to get them out and hear that these names, when you see these people, you get them out. And these people here and all of these military officials that are over there, he gave them a na- list a of names. List. It's a hit it list. It's a kill list. I mean, folks, hmm. this, this has international repercussions like you cannot even imagine. And when we start seeing the players line up, we we may be, and I pray to God not, we may be looking at a World War III right in our face. A lot of things can happen, though. We've got more to share with you. I'm going to share with you what Pompeo said about Biden's accusation that this was all Trump's fault. You're going to want to hear that. That happened today. But that's why you listen. Freedom Friday. Carl Gallops. We'll be right back. Give us two minutes. Thank you for listening to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops in the Oval Office of the Gulf Coast. Welcome back to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops. Sit down, buckle up, and hang on. Yeah. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Ah, so you heard the voice of John Graves. And John, you can just break in anytime you want. You know that. We've already talked about this. But but I wanted to get to this because uh, so after Biden and Miley unload the Afghanistan travesty on Donald Trump. 
then Pompeo came out. He's the former Secretary of State, of course, you know, under the Trump administration. And just today, I mean, he really pushed back hard on this. He said, he said the Trump, now I'll give you his quotes in a moment, but just kind of encapsulating, he said that the Trump administration had a, what he called a conditions-based agreement with the Taliban, which is not the same as the plan that uh, Biden undertook. It it wasn't a conditions-based agreement. It was, it was, now, Mr. Taliban, will you do this for us and will you do that? And if we pull out now, you'll provide security for us, right? And we're going to need you. And I mean, this position of weakness and the Taliban, that was like sharks. That was like great white sharks tasting blood in the water. And they've been building and waiting. Oh, they've been building and waiting on this because Trump wouldn't give them an inch. No. They poked around the edges, John. There were Mm -hmm. several times Trump said, now, if you mess with our military, uh, there's going to be heck to pay. And they messed with the military. And you would expect them to. And Trump knew they would. So he gave them heck. He did. (laughs) He sent the missiles in (laughs) and the bombs in and took out several of their main leaders. Mm -hmm. uh, And they calmed down. And a couple of times, those kinds of little tit for tat were going on, and Trump showed them. He, he, I'm the man. You're not. Right. I'm, I'm the man. I'm in command of the number one hyperpower. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you're connected to. Uh, if Russia's stupid enough to get involved in this, uh, we, we can just end the world. Mm-hmm. But you are not going to attack our military. Right. And they learn the hard way. But Biden, his plan of attack, totally different. Just he was napping. Yeah, he he was was napping. napping. See, this is why I say, John, listen, this is why I say elections have consequences. Mm -hmm. And and even though this was probably stolen and Jimmy Jammy didn't manipulate it, be that as it may, there's a consequence to this man. Here's what I liken it to. And I I like to think in word pictures. You know, I preach a lot. Right. Kind of parabolic. And I don't know that this is perfect. None of my word pictures are ever perfect, but at least it gives a starting point. I look at this whole situation as Biden as a petulant little four-year-old that has gotten a hold of a box of matches right and people around him are kind of laughing because he's just a comic he's so petulant he's just you know comedic to watch and so he goes off in a little corner and he's striking matches and throwing them in the dirt and playing with them people are laughing carrying on so pretty soon people ignore him and forget about him right but he's still a petulant little four-year-old Right. And he still has the box of matches. The next thing you know, he's wandered off into the woods and decided he's going to have him a little campfire. The next thing you know, the whole neighborhood's on fire. And now everybody in the neighborhood is mad because now it affects them. Them. Okay. And that's what I'm saying. The only good thing, if you're going to make lemonade out of lemons, uh, you know, (laughs) if you you got a bunch of sour grapes, maybe you can make wine. I mean, something. You got to do something with it, right? Right. Uh, but But here's the thing. I, I would say right now, the vast majority of America, truly, if it came to another election between Trump and Biden and it was all done fairly, I think Biden would get like 10 votes. That's I, it. I, I really do. I, I, because because even some liberals are fuming mad at him. If for nothing else, that he messed up so badly, they all look stupid. Or if for nothing else that he messed up so badly, they can't go forward with their leftist agenda at the breakneck speed they were headed. You True. see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it could be a selfish reason. But then there are also a lot of liberals who are who are furious because now it's their neighborhood that's burning down. Mm-hmm. It is. You see? It, that's why they keep blaming, blaming. Yeah, it's got to be it's got to be Trump's <laughs> fault because we know this is bad. Right. This is not. You can't explain this away. So it's on Trump's lap. Uh, that that's oh. what's happening so so let me just let, let me just tell you what pompeo said about it here folks i'm gonna get down to this quote all right here here we go and, and this is only three paragraphs so 
Fox News has this. Uh, so Pompeo is talking on Fox News. He says, look, he said, this is this is totally different than Biden's policy. He says, look, we were clear with the Taliban. I'm quoting him now. We were clear with the Taliban that we had this understanding that that they're going to have to live up to it. You're going to have to live up to it, talking about the Taliban. He said, and we had a conditions-based withdrawal plan. And I remember Trump talking about that all the time. And we executed that. We were down from about 15,000 troops to a little over 2,500 by the time Biden took office. And for the last 13 months of our administration, we didn't have a single American attacked, much less a single American killed, <laughs> not right. even attacked. For 13 months. Why? Because every time they did it before, Trump unleashed Hades on them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and he, you know, he drew a red line. They crossed over it. He unleashed. Unlike Obama that was always drawing lines in the sand. And now Biden, we're going to hunt you down and destroy. How are you going to do that when you don't have anybody there to hunt him with? Right. Right. I just crazy. But anyway, John, let me let me see. Uh, okay. 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 So Pompeo is still explaining. And he said, now, it wasn't because of any piece of paper that was set of these understandings. It was because the Taliban understood that if they acted against Americans and took on actions that were inconsistent with what they had promised us to do, we respond and we did. We did it multiple times, Pompeo said. When they pushed us on it in the Trump administration, we responded with American power and American might. And we made clear to the Taliban that deterrence was going to be maintained under the Trump administration. The difference was when the Biden administration came in, when the Taliban pushed, Biden withdrew. They showed weakness. The Taliban rolled up in it. They put our military in an incredibly difficult position because they weren't prepared to defend those kinds of conditions and then decided to withdraw when the conditions weren't right. President Trump wanted to get all of our folks out. No one disputes that that was the right thing to do was to get these people home. But we never found the conditions right to execute what President Biden chose to do. In other words, they, they, they were not even about to do something like that. President Trump wanted everyone out from January of 2017. But we never found the conditions right to be able to do that. You know, just get them out, just withdraw. So instead, we withdrew from 15,000 troops down to about 8,600 and then eventually down to 4,500. And each time along the way, thoughtfully making sure that we understood that we had deterrence maintained all the time, that we had an order that we could protect Americans, and we did so every single day. And that's the quote there. So, so the point is, he's basically saying, no, 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 this is on you. Yeah, yeah. Right. Tr Trump inherited a 20-year war. Then he was going to pull us out. Yes, he said that. See, see what Biden and Miley are saying? They're saying, well, even Trump said he was going to pull everybody out. But we're in office now, and September 11th is coming up, and we wanted the pictures. Right. And so we just snatched everybody out, and it just collapsed like a house of cards, and we can't figure it out. So it must be Trump's fault. Again, there you go. You're not taking, you're not taking responsibility for what you did. Yeah. You're not at all. He never has. No. I got Yeah. Hey, I'm going to put you on the spot. Kind of, kind of, not really. It should be pretty easy to answer. But, I mean, this man, the Biden, who's in there now, has 49 years. 
all he's ever been as a senator or a vice president or president, a politician, 49 years. Off the top of your head, very, very quickly, name some monumental thing he did that helped this nation and just made it a better place to live. Uh, he did the Amtrak thing so he could go to Delaware that's quickly all he, to Washington. That's all he that's ever a, talks about, Amtrak. And, and, it, and it sure helped him. He built an Amtrak so he could ride back and forth from Washington to Delaware. But, but I mean, and that was kind of tongue-in-cheek because, uh-huh. I mean, Amtrak's a cool thing, but not the way he did it. What did he do? What did he do? What did he do? He was a racist in his early years. We've got mm-hmm. all the documents of that. And even in his later years, even in uh, even while he was running for president. Um, I, I've got a little clip that we play often on our live stream um, at, where he's standing in a crowd of mm-hmm. black folks and a lot of little children around him. And he's talking about the hair on his legs and how the little kids would come up and rub it. You remember that? And oh, he said, so yes, I, I do. He said, so I, I know what it's like to be amongst roaches. He said that. And all the little people, are, or the little kids are looking at him and the black people. And I- anybody that comes out of the 60s and 70s mm-hmm. knows that that's a racist slur upon a gaggle of little black children. He said that in front of them. This wow. man is racist to the core. And here he is pulling these stupid levers for a photo op is what it's going to turn out to be. I'm, I know we've got whistleblowers supposedly that are getting ready to come out of the woodworks because Biden is just, they're saying he is lying about almost everything that the media is regurgitating back out there. So it's going to be interesting, wow. John. It, it really yeah, is. I'm sorry. I, I caught you. No, it's I caught good. you. I'm sorry. Yeah. But anyway, folks, you're going to catch us if we're not careful. We got to get out of here for just a few moments. Listen, we're going to the top of the second hour. I'm going to come back. I've got some more things to share with you. Then Brandon Big B will be with us at the bottom of the second hour. And man, he's going to bring a lot of stuff to the plate. And there's no telling what John and I are going to say. <laughs> there's no telling. I might have to change the name of this show after a while. <laughs> it's, just, it's like, hold on to your British show. Welcome. We'll be right back, folks. Welcome to an encore broadcast of Freedom Friday with Carl Gallups. Freedom Friday streams live every Friday afternoon from 4 till 6 Central Time on carlgallups.com. Opinions expressed by Carl and his guests do not necessarily reflect those of studio owners, management, and staff. Now, here's Carl. to some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Radio from the heart of America now. Welcome back. We're at the top of the second hour of Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops, the Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio. 
All right, folks, it's good to have you with us. Thank you so much for joining us. So let's just jump right back into this. And remember, at the bottom of this hour, Brandon Big B will be joining us with some really cool stuff. I already know where he's going, and you don't want to miss that. Uh, but along the same vein that uh, that John and I have been uh, speaking of, uh, John Graves, my producer for today and for the next several weeks, um, shout out to Peter Laser. He's probably listening or will listen. So, Peter, we appreciate you, and we miss you for a few weeks. But anyway, uh, there's an article at Fox News. It's a bright spot, but yet it also highlights the, the gravity of all of this, the graveness of it. The title of the article is U.S. Army Special Ops Veterans Take Matters Into Their Own Hands to Get a Trusted Ally Out of Afghanistan. Now, it's gone from a trusted ally to more now, and I've got another article on that. But I want you to hear this on this Fox News. The, the subtitle is, uh, This Ally's Efforts Kept Elite U.S. Service Members Alive on hundreds of dangerous missions, former Green Beret said. Now, listen to this story, folks. It's only seven or eight paragraphs on this Fox News article. It's filled with pictures that are amazing, so you might want to go look at it. Um, it was, um, it was um, released today. So let me just read it to you. It says, The lives of thousands of Afghan interpreters hang in the balance as districts in the unstable nation continue to fall to the Taliban amid the withdrawal of U.S. troops. That's on Biden. Biden did that. And so we had thousands of interpreters, people who were cooperating with us and our troops to try to help them get their nation back in order over a 20-year war that we've been fighting against these terrorists. And so now there's thousands of Afghan interpreters that are stuck over there, and they know they're going to be dead. They are going to die, folks, if they stay there. Because the Taliban will hunt them down like dogs to the end of time. They hate them. And now these people's lives are in danger. Biden did that. Biden did that. So this article goes on to say, having little faith that the U.S. government will pull through on its promise. See, Biden did that. To these heroes on the ground, that's the Afghan interpreter, some have begun to seek alternative ways to ensure their safety. The article says Greg Adams, a former Green Beret, and by the way, shout out, huge shout out from Freedom Friday to Greg Adams, a former Green Beret in the U.S. Army Special Forces, decided to take matters into his own hands after years of being let down by the State Department Special Immigrant Visa Program, or the SIV. He started a GoFundMe page. So go look at it, folks. You, you can get involved in this uh, to raise money for the immediate evacuation of his, his own former interpreter and the man's wife from Afghanistan. See, when you look at that, thousands of interpreters, what can we do? Maybe we can't do for all thousand, but we can do for one and maybe more, maybe 10, maybe 100, maybe several hundred, maybe eventually all thousands of them. But he starts a GoFundMe page. And, and he decided to take matters into his own hands to raise money to get the man out that was his interpreter and his wife. He said, so far, this article says, so far more than uh, 28500 has been donated since the fund started. Adams worked closely with Monir, M-O-N-E-E-R, the Afghani civilian in 2009-2010. Now, no, m- m- that, was, that was 10 years ago, 10, 11 years ago. Monir, he says, was instrumental in everything we did, Greg Adams told Fox News. This is somebody who was a trusted advisor for me and was tied into decision-making every single day. As Adams described on the GoFundMe page, Monir has grown up among the Special Operations Forces since the age of 18 
and served with the Special Forces teams, the Rangers and the Navy SEALs. His efforts kept elite U.S. service members alive, he says. Hundreds of dangerous missions resulted in adversaries behind bars and more stable communities. Of course, those communities are not stable anymore, and those behind bars, they're out now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Greg, they're, they're, very they're, out. they're gone. Yep. They're out. All, 5,000 of them are. And so this guy, this, this Greg Adams said, we got to get our man out of there. I mean, he put, he put together his own little special forces group. He says he shares our values, sense of integrity. Um, Matthew Griff Griffin, former Armory Ranger who graduated from West Point with Adams in 2001, joined the initiative to get Monir, whom he also worked with out of Afghanistan. Uh, guys like Monir, he said, who've been in more firefights than 95% of U.S. veterans. He served our nation more than 99% of our population, and he can get his paperwork through. And, we, and he can't get his paperwork through, Griffin told Fox News under a Biden's administration. Adams has been supporting Monir on his SIV process for over a decade to no avail. And then it goes on and on. He says, we're trying to get a program fixed um, uh, and and to get him there, uh, to get him out of there to, and get him to the United States. But anyway, they've gone in. I'm just going to make this short. They got him out. He got an, a 30-day visa. They took him. They they went in. They rescued him and his wife. They got him to a, a, a new nation, and they're not going to say where, and they're getting him into the foreign embassies and consulates there hoping to get his visa further processed and to get a more permanent solution and um uh went okay so when asked why afghan translators can't be evacuated to the united states to await their visa processing like some immigrants at the u.s southern border biden says quote because the law doesn't allow that to happen end quote well 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 (laughs) you go ahead i'm like yeah you you were in you know, you were senator for forty-seven years. Yeah, you're the 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 true sir. What did he call himself? He called himself the one that brings everyone together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. There's the problem here. Yeah, yeah. He's the fixer. He he thinks he is. Yeah, but but here's the deal, folks. Listen to the hypocrisy of this. So here's a translator saved no telling how many people, including American mm-hmm. troops, elite forces. Yes, and and served our nation honorably was in more firefights than 97% of our military people. And Biden says, well, we can't let him in because the law doesn't allow that. Do you know what else the law doesn't allow, Biden? (laughs) Hundreds of thousands of illegals coming in right now that you have opened the doors over a million, absolutely, Right. right now. The law didn't allow that either, Biden, but you're breaking the law. You're thumbing your nose, and now you're thumbing your nose at a man that has served our nation, mm. kept you safe and your family safe, Biden. I mean, this is – break in here, John, because I, 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 I might, you might have to push the button on me, and the, the beep button. And I'm not a man that cusses. I'm not, I, no. used to, I used to be, you know, but it's been a long time since I have. But I've got words going through my head right now. I'm trying to brush them out. Lord, deal with it. Lord, deal with it. Jesus, take that out of my mind. Go ahead, mm-hmm. brother. You know, I'm just, I was just thinking, uh, you know, maybe we should take the Afghan translators – Bring them to Mexico, put a sombrero on them, mm-hmm, and they'll mm-hmm. cross the border just easily. And they'll get benefits they, they, and there you all go. sorts of stuff. There, there you go. Well, we're, and we're not stopping it. No, I know. And we're bringing thousands and thousands and thousands of, well, tens of thousands of Afghani civilians out and right. dispersing them. But we're bringing thousands of them to the United States. And as a matter of fact, I heard just in the last day or two, and a lot of you folks listening right now, you know this, and some of you, this may be brand new, but there were a hundred 
of, of those thousands, they have flagged a hundred of them because they match descriptions of known terrorists. But they made it to the United States right. under this program of flying the Afghanis. Oh. <laughs> Brother, we're laughing, but it's only because we want to cry. We do. I mean, this, you just want to get down on your knees and pray. This is grave. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. It's very, it's, uh, it's, yeah. But anyway, so you, you might want to think about uh, supporting these guys. They have a GoFundMe. Uh, the guy's name is Adams. What was his first name? I've got Greg Adams. Greg Adams and a former Green Beret. Um, uh, and he was an officer with the Green Berets. I, I, I've gone back up through this through this article now. So, But anyway, so that was that. Now let me see if I can. Now my internet wants to freeze right at the time I'm trying to switch articles here. Okay, so here's another one. Let me check my time. Yeah, I got just a minute. We're going to have to take a quick break in a second. But before we do, uh, this one is from Western Journal. Now, this is um, this is titled U.S. Special Ops Veterans Form Their Own Squad, Traveled to Kabul for Extremely Dangerous Rescue Mission. And this is uh, more than likely, um, well, I think this might be another group. And this also inv- involves a retired Green Beret commander. And uh, his name is uh, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Scott Mann, M-A-N-N. He leads an organized group over there called Rooftop Leadership. See, these are guys that they come out of the old America. They come out of the military. They come out of the Green Beret and the Army Rangers and the Navy SEALs. And they get it. They're like putting their life on the line. They say, we'll go in and get them. Biden won't do it. We'll do it. Well, We'll come back after this break. Just give us two minutes. We'll get more into this story and other stuff. And that was real professional, wasn't it? And other stuff. John? Yeah, John's giving me the thumbs up. Said, you to pro, Carl. You to pro. You to pro. (laughs) Yeah, I'm the talent. We're going to talk about that and other stuff when we come back. You don't want to miss it. And don't forget, at the bottom of the hour, Brandon Big B will be on. So we'll have a great time. This is why you listen to Freedom Friday. And we're so honored that you have tuned in. Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops, the Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio, ADX Communication Broadcast Group. You're listening to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops from the Oval Office of the Gulf Coast. An unbearable insult to the herd mentality. Welcome back to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops, the Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio. It's good to have you back, folks. Yeah. So I, I was um, explaining to you. Yeah, I'm trying to give you some good news, you know, in the midst of all this doom and gloom. And it's not over with yet, folks. We're not. Uh, apparently now Biden has ensured that we not only are not out of Taliban and out of a Taliban war, we are now more immersed and engaged than ever. Oh, we may not have as many troops there. And it may be a while before we can mobilize. And I don't know what they're going to plan. Whatever it is, it's going to be stupid. I can guarantee you that. But um, but there is good news. I was telling you about uh, Greg Adams, a former commander in the Green Beret and they went in. They 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 went in and rescued their former uh, Taliban, excuse me, uh, Afghanistan translator. He was 18 years old when he started with them, and uh, 
Greg and I are just blown away by that story. But I got another one from the Western Journal. The title is U.S. Special Ops Veterans Formed Their Own Squad, Travel to Kabul for Extremely Dangerous Rescue Mission. Listen to this. It's only about four paragraphs or less. Listen to this. A volunteer group of American veterans launched a final mission on Wednesday night, uh, dubbed Pineapple Express, to reportedly help hundreds of members of Afghan elite forces and their families reach safety. Yeah, because they're all dead, too. I mean, if they can't get them out. The group, and this is, by the way, on Biden. Their blood's on his hands. The group, dubbed Task Force Pineapple, operated in darkness to help those at risk. Quote, as of Thursday morning, the group said it had brought as many as 500 Afghan special operators, assets, and enablers and their families into the airport. 500 of them they were able to get. Biden can't get any. Uh, well, you know, the military could if Biden would release them. But, exactly. You know, but, but, the, but, but these former Green Beret guys, okay, so got them into the airport in, in, in the middle of the night at Kabul, handed them over to the protective, protective custody of the U.S. military that was there. ABC News reported this. Mm-hmm. Okay. That number, I got to push my cough button, so you go ahead and say what you want to say, man. See, oh, this right. live show here, folks. <laughs> you hear, I, got, I got a cough. Hold on. You know, I think that it's amazing that those guys – put that together to get him home oh it's it's, it's crazy because that kid he was 18 he grew up yeah. Yeah. in this yeah he doesn't know anything different i know except helping and now he's grown up he's he's married he maybe has a family right and now his whole country that he's been fighting for all these years just turned over by our day, president by days in just days just turned over right to his mortal enemies that he's been fighting against. You know, and I was hearing, and I'm going to get back to this story here, but I heard another report along this line that this this kill list we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier of 100 people, but that also there, there are 200 judges in the Afghan you know, right. civilization that we were trying to help create over there mm-hmm. with, with, with the knowledge and the desire of the Afghani people. That's why we were there, right. uh, fighting these terrorists off of them. And, right. And, okay? So 200 judges who have put Taliban people in prison. Right. And now they're going to be hunted down. By, but there's more than 200 judges. But these 200, watch this, are women judges. Really? Yeah, because I under, didn't know that. Well, they yeah, because they, things were getting more and more right. modern, and women had more of a place. A lot of women were in universities of their school and and getting education, and they were driving, and they weren't oh. wearing yeah, they weren't wearing their burkas everywhere, and they're just becoming a little more modern with the mm-hmm. world, and, and 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 you know, and actually had shoes on their feet. Wow. Again, I'm not being no trying to be facetious here yeah and being honest and uh they and some of them had uh risen to the rank of judges and had literally sentenced taliban operatives to prison and now the judges are on the run Mm -hmm. the former police are on the run the military is on the run their military um uh 10,000 Americans are basically mm-hmm. held hostage right now. So anyway, back to the story. This all ties together. Um, so they, they this group, this another elite group called Pineapple Express, led by American volunteers, veterans, veterans, volunteers, under, again, another Green Beret, former Green Beret, uh, uh, dubbed ta- Task Force, Operation Task Force Pineapple. And so it said uh, as of Thursday morning, uh, they brought as many as 500 Afghan special operators, assets, enablers, and their families into the airport into Kabul overnight and uh, put them in the protective custody of U.S. military. I know some people may be saying, but these are Afghans. What about Americans? Well, well 
that they're rounding them up too. But these folks, they know certain death for these people. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Because they've been tied to the U.S. military forces all these years. And this article just says that number added to more than 130 others over the past 10 days who had been smuggled into the airport, encircled by Taliban fighters since the capital fell to the extremist on August 16th by Task Force Pineapple, an ad hoc group. Um, uh, of current and former U.S. special operators, uh, aid workers, intelligence officers, and others with experience in Afghanistan who banded together to save as many of our allies as they could. The group was led by Army Lieutenant Colonel Scott Mann. He leads an organization called Rooftop Leadership. He is a retired Green Beret commander. So uh, that just that, warms your heart, but it still makes it me tugs fur- at it. it makes me it furious. It does that you know you said retired and ex-military. They serve their country, yeah, and they have a heart yeah. for these people. You know, I know, and it's just I, it's, you, it's sad that the military or the commander, never mind, in chief, the president, yeah, doesn't see this. Doesn't I don't even think he's coherent, but. Needless to say, you know, these people are, they've already served their country. They were just sitting around drinking lemonade for the most of them, but they do this. Yeah. That's love. That's compassion for people. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I, brother, I just, it, 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 it is, it is heartwarming, but at the same time, I'm just also infuriated that great. we, that, that this has to be done and that it, you know, but but the, but there's that American spirit that we love. Yes, sir. That's what we're trying to preserve. Yes, sir. Can you imagine other nations of the world that if if their whole twenty year war uh, theater collapsed on them, mm-hmm. that that they would have volunteers from among their civ- now civilians who retired military that put together task force at at an older uh, age now right they're 20 years older than what they were <laughs> right and, and so and so you know some of these guys are in their 40s and 50s now when they were 20 year olds over there mm-hmm. and now they're going back Wow. Geared up, battled up, ready to go, and they are rescuing people. Mm-hmm. It's not like they've walked to their death. No, they've gone over there. They're pulling out hundreds and hundreds. And why? Because they know how to do it. They were trained to do it. They know how to do it. And that's the one thing the Taliban yeah. doesn't understand is no. the American spirit, yeah. the American yeah. heart. After 9-11, yeah. I'll tell you we who bonded else, together. I'll tell you who else doesn't understand it. The Democrats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, and by, by Democrats, I mean today's new Democrats, the right. socialist, communist Democrats, okay? They don't understand this either. See, they call us deplorables. In fact, they're trying oh, to right. teach in the schools that, especially those of us that are white, how nasty and deplorable we are. Mm-hmm. The, the, the problem is there are a lot of people of color, black and brown and yellow and all of this, American Indians. Mm-hmm. Of course, they don't like to be called that. They just like to be called Indians. Uh, but, uh, you know, Native Americans, they don't like that. They right. don't mind American Indians. But uh, but for the longest, they've been laughing at these liberals out there. The Native Americans, you know, it's like they don't want to be called that. <laughs> right. They, yeah. Indian Indian comes from the Spanish word indios, indios. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, niños indios is what the, the Spanish conquerors called called them when they met them. They, they're the children children of God, children right. of God. And, and they, they didn't speak Spanish. And so it just wound up to indios. And to them, it eventually meant the people, the people, we, mm-hmm. the people, if you will. Right. Of of this this land uh, and children of God, uh, the Indios, the Indians, they called themselves that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this political correctness is going crazy, but they don't. The leftists don't understand this spirit. They don't understand 
they they think we are deplorables and that these people going over there are part of the deplorables. Well, they must be Trump supporters, so we hate them. What, what, what difference does it make who we voted for president? We love the nation more than any president. Come on. Well, anyway. Well, folks, we're going to have to take a time out. Brandon Big B will be on with us in just a few seconds, and uh, I, I know you're going to enjoy that. I already know some of the things he's going to be talking about. And uh, my producer today, John Graves, dear friend, and I appreciate all his commentary. So we've still got another whole section to go, segment, so please stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be back in just a few seconds. You are listening to Freedom Friday this afternoon or Freedom Sunday. We can call it Sunday night on 1620 92.3 FM. We'll see you then. You're in the Oval Office of the Gulf Coast. Freedom Friday with Carl Gallups. stations are tuned in too you're in the oval office of the gulf coast freedom friday with carl gallops now here's carl all right folks it's good to have you back with us thank you for hanging on all right we're at the bottom of the second hour so john are we going to be able to put brandon on the air brandon are you there I am here. Okay, good. I'm glad you're there. Yeah, we were struggling with these phone lines during the break. They're trying to get him up and running, so we weren't sure if he's going to make it or not. But, Big B, it's good to have you with us. Glad that you uh, are able to be connected. So, man, you you sent me some information earlier. Uh, I don't have it right in front of me, but I, I said uh, you were showing it to me this week. I said, man, we got to talk about that. we got to unfold that on the radio show today. So because of the debacle of not being able to get you hooked up just in time, I uh, dropped the ball on refreshing my memory. So why don't you just come on and tell us what's going on? Well, so obviously this week uh, on Monday uh, we saw the, uh, and I'm using my biggest air quotes I possibly can, uh-huh. the FDA approval uh-huh. um, of the Pfizer, uh, uh, again, air quotes, vaccine. <laughs> I remember this now. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> of, of the Pfizer experimental gene therapy drug. Um, and, and so, you know, you see that, and, and I said it last week. You and I had the conversation. I said, as soon as you see FDA approval on this stuff, the mandate, the employer mandate, you know, it's just going to it's going to be this just this out of control snowball rolling down the hill. Well, of course, the first thing Biden does is, you know, come out and I encourage all small businesses yes. to mandate the newly approved FDA, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Joe, you can't carry on a Senate, um, uh, you know, mentally ill person. So, you know, obviously that's exactly what happened is you see that begin to unfold now. I'm even getting people here locally that I've been trying to help with religious exemptions that are now being told by their employers, and this is a whole other you know, thing. Well, it's FDA approved. There's no more religious exemption. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a debate for the lawyers to handle. But, you know, so here we go, off to the races. Well, I had somebody uh, text me this week and said, Google largest criminal fine in U.S. history. And so I did that. And here's what popped up. Unbelievable. This is from 2009. Pfizer, the drug maker, Pfizer, and one of its subsidiaries have agreed to pay $2.3 billion to settle civil and criminal charges regarding its marketing of the drug Bextra. 
then it goes on. Then this article goes on to say the criminal portion of this fine is the largest fine ever levied by the United States government for any matter. Now, for- to clarify, since 2009, there have been larger criminal penalties leveled against uh, other uh, organizations. But at the time, in 2009, Pfizer was hit with the then largest criminal penalty ever levied by the United States government for anything ever. And these are the people that we are supposed to trust that, yes, this magic vaccine that we've developed in in, in less than 10 months and now is magically FDA approved and it's never been used before. And we've all the animal trials that we've ever done with it. The animals died, but humans are going to be okay. We're supposed to now trust these people. Yeah. According to the United States government, according to Anthony Fauci, and uh, according to pastors all across this land that are encouraging people to run out and get the vaccine. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just it kind of comes back to, you know, I, I've said this here many times, especially when it comes to the media. Why do you trust known liars? Well, and here's the thing you and I have been saying, and, and and let's go ahead. We've got to do this every time, it seems like, Brian. I mean, nobody at ADX has told me to, but you and I just said a long time ago we were going to do this. Brandon and I are going to give this disclaimer. We are not doctors. We are not scientists. Mm-hmm. We are not your doctor. We are not going to shame you. You're not a second-class citizen to us if you have chosen to take the vaccine. Your body, your choice. My body, my choice. Brandon's body, his choice. Okay? We're American citizens with our rights. You don't get in our face we won't get in your face but we will bring information like this i bet most of you didn't even know i know i didn't know some of you in the audience may have known it but i didn't until my my man brandon big b sends me this uh link the other day look at this i looked at it i said oh my gosh we've got to give the folks over the radio this friday and it's at findlaw.com f-i-n-d-l-a-w.com findlaw.com uh, legal blogs and 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 the title is uh, pfizer hit with the largest criminal fine in u.s history as you've just heard him and so here's the thing brandon though we're not doctors we're not scientists but we have been saying this about the vaccines See, all of this has been so politicized and weaponized and we've been saying to people and you just said it and i'm gonna i'm gonna put it on steroids what you just said why for all during trump's four years in office and and before then but trump called them the fake news and we all understood and we all were shown and it was exposed to us in grandiose style that the mainstream media they are liars brandon and twisters, right. twisters and perverters of truth until COVID hit. And the next thing you know, even people of faith, people of God, people in church, people in pulpits, uh, red-blooded uh, American patriots are saying, well, you know, on CNN, they said, if you don't get it, you know, MSNBC said, and you know, uh, uh, CBS said that if you don't take this vaccine, you're hurting your fellow man. And, and all of a sudden, these people were the only truth tellers in the world. How did we go from not trusting any Anything they said to now being lab rats for an experimental vaccine because the media tells us it's okay. Yeah. And, and listen, just to build on that, listen to some of the reasons that this settlement was leveled against Pfizer. So, yeah. as a part of the settlement, here's what they pled guilty to Pfizer pled guilty to felony violation of the Food and Drug and Cosmetic Act. Listen to this. For marketing the drug with the intent 
to deceive and mislead the public. Yeah. That's what they pled yeah, guilty yeah, to. Yeah, to intent, with intent. To mis- read that again and read it slower, folks. Listen to what he's Don't let this slip by you. This is huge. Pfizer charged with the largest civil suit, the largest criminal charges in history at that time for, tell it, Brandon. As a part of the settlement, Pfizer pled guilty to felony violation of the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act for marketing the drug with the intent to deceive and mislead the public. The intent. They pled guilty to intending to deceive and to mislead the public over the drug so Bex. Be- so let's just keep going. Yeah, B-E-X-T-R-A. Pfizer marketed the drug mm-hmm. for a variety of uses, mm-hmm. which the Food and Drug Administration specifically refused to approve due to safety concerns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and listen, I'm, I'm reading this out of an article, and it's just a law website. Yeah, it's all this yeah, is. Yeah, it's yeah, documenting the case. Finelaw.com. And, and there's links to back up everything, everything. that I'm telling you mm-hmm. here. There's hyperlinks embedded into this yep, article that the, takes you to yeah. the settlement, to the different things. And, I mean, you can just keep on going. Yep. The, the, it was one – the criminal part of the fine – was $1.195 billion. Another $105 million paid was to be paid by a subsidi- subsidiary. Excuse, subsidiary. That's hard to say. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> of <laughs> Pfizer. And, I mean, it, it just – listen, are you ready for this? Yeah. According to the DOJ, the size of Pfizer's fine came in part because of the company's duplicious dealings with federal prosecutors. In other words, they were lying to them. As Yes, they were lying. As as one U.S. attorney put it, quote, Pfizer violated the law over an extensive time period. Furthermore, at the very same time, Pfizer was in our office negotiating and resolving the allegations of criminal conduct by its then newly acquired subsidiary, Warner Lambert. Pfizer was itself. And its other operations violating those very, very same laws. Oh my gosh! It sounds That's a quote from a U.S. attorney. It sounds like the mafia of big pharma. I, I, I it mean, certainly sounds I, let me clean this up a little bit so we all don't get sued. This is my opinion based upon what I'm reading from this article. That's why I don't know anything about Pfizer. They may be staffed by Sunday school teachers now. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they could all be a bunch of preachers and Sunday school teachers. Of course, that doesn't necessarily make you a wonderful person nowadays. Yeah. But, but, but the point I'm making, this article is horrendous. It's a horrendous condemnation of Pfizer. And it's not that old, Brandon. I mean, it's 11 years old. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. and, 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 and then it talks about not only were they deliberately misleading the public, deliberately lying to the public about their drug see to get they had to get that money but but then they they were actually working with other subsidiaries and and violating the very laws that they had already pled guilty to by working through other companies i mean that's mafioso style you know and this is who we're supposed to trust right now we're supposed to trust pfizer and then we're supposed to trust the FDA who did this 
with eight months of massive human use around the globe when normally that process would take between five and 15 years, and that's on the FDA website. Yeah, you can also find that information on the NIH website, the National Institute of Health. Uh, I did a lot of reading on that website this week for some other reasons and ran across uh, uh, some sections in there about uh, you know, drug trials and human trials and animal trials and how that all works and exactly what you just said. Yeah. Uh, you know, anywhere, I think they said in there that a minimum of three years, yeah. uh, and, and, it, and it could take up to 10, 15 years yeah. of, of trials before your typical drug makes it to the market. Yeah, and absolutely right, Brandon. And I did a lot of research on this, and just to put it very quickly, and for those of you in the medical scientific field, this might sound a little uh, elementary to you, but and I'm not trying to talk down to the rest of my audience. It's just I've, I've, I've got only a little bit of time. But bot- bottom line is there are four phases. It starts with animal trials that could go five, ten years on animals alone. Then you go to the four phases on humans, and it starts small, and it gets bigger and bigger, and all kinds of testing in each of those phases is another two years each, Brandon. So that's why it takes anywhere from three to four to five to 15 years. This was done in eight months because Biden wanted it done. Yeah. Well, and and, and listen, you know, whatever turns out to be with the quote vaccine, just understand there's an agenda behind all of this. Oh, yes. And and it is about control and manipulation. That's all there is to it. Yes. Covered over in the icing of deceit and uh, and trickery and lies. I mean, it just which, is. Which, by the way, Pfizer paid $2.3 billion for those exact words. That's right. Absolutely. Surely did. Folks, we're going to be out of here for just two minutes. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallups in the Oval Office of the Gulf Coast. Please remain seated until the ride comes to a complete stop. Welcome back to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops, the Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio. All right. Well, let's see. If you got to remain seated until the ride comes to a complete stop, you just need to keep your seat because this ride ain't coming to a complete stop. Maybe at the top of the second hour it might. But anyway, Brandon Big B, you okay? I'm doing wonderful. Yes, sir. Uh, okay. So, now I'm not going to steal your thunder because I know you want to share this, and some of our audience may already know this, but I'll bet a lot of them don't. I did not know that about Pfizer, and I was talking with John, and he's all into all this stuff, too. He said he didn't know either. You didn't know that about Pfizer, did you? The largest criminal civil lawsuit in history uh, at the time, and now there's been others that have been as large or a little larger, but back then, 2009, just 11 years ago, it was the largest one in history, and it was Pfizer. Pfizer, and they pled guilty to criminal charges of lying, deceiving, and manipulating the public. And it just goes on and on, and we don't want to rehash everything, Brandon. But you were talking about, you mentioned the NIH, and then yeah. you, you, you want to bring to our audience a... Um, a strange and interesting little connection here. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, so uh, it, I would just encourage people to just Google the name Chris, Christine, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, Christine Grady, G-R-A-D-Y. And and I was asked to do that this week by a friend of mine, and so I did, and I just get to reading. And uh, she's, she's a nurse uh, who currently serves. Um, as the head of the Department of Bioethics at the National Institute of Health. Okay, yeah. so if you do a little research on the the Department of Bioethics, obviously 
they are deeply involved in the testing of drugs, experimental drugs, vaccines, and in giving recommendations to the FDA for approval or not on different drugs. You, you know, you can kind of assume that from the title as well. They're bioethics. So she's the head of this department. He said, well, why would that matter? Well, if you just do a little research, it just it, it's an interesting little fact. Her husband is none other than Anthony Fauci. <laughs> I know. When you told me to do you told me to do that, you said, Hey, put this name in Google. I did, Christine Grady, and it came up, you know, you know, NIH uh, bioethics. In other words, the ethics of bio research. Uh, she's the head of that. I saw all of that and I'm thinking, well, why is he having me look at this? And I'm reading through some of the headlines. I don't see anything. But over to the right on Google is this little personal profile. So I see her picture and it says date of birth and it has her birth date there. She's like in her sixties now. And, and you keep going down and it says husband, Dr. Anthony Fauci. And I screamed, I was sitting in my office. I said, what? This explains a lot. Now I know we've got listeners that are saying, well, you idiots, I've been knowing that for years. Maybe so, but I don't know how that one slipped by me. And I, I should have known it, I guess, but you didn't know it. John in here, John Graves didn't know it. I didn't know it. Go ahead, Brandon. Well, here's the thing until a year and a half ago, who knew the name Anthony Fauci? Well, that's right. Nobody. Nobody. Who would have known? Who would have cared? It, it, can you imagine? You know, I, again, listen. I'm not a very smart feller. I just, I just try to use some common sense and think through some things. But yeah. can you imagine on a scale like this of where Pfizer has made billions of dollars already? You know what? I may be wrong. It may be trillions. It may be. Folks can look that number up. I think it's in the trillions off of this vaccine. Okay, and and, and they magically get this FDA approval. And you have Anthony Fauci, who has been caught lying time after time after time again. And then they get this magic FDA approval for Pfizer. And one of the one of the main people that would have been involved in okaying this and recommending its approval to the FDA is Anthony Fauci's wife. I mean, how how does that even add up from an ethical standpoint? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, shouldn't that? Why is that? Why are we not told that I know. to be able to make a decision for ourselves? No difference than the Pfizer lawsuit, the largest criminal settlement in history at the time. Why is that not on the news network? And Brandon, here's what scares me. So you got Biden and Pfizer pushing employers now mandate this for your employees. And you see, right. Brandon, and, and I'm not I'm not even going to be a conspiracy theorist here. I'm just going to say, knowing what we now know from everything about Pfizer and now Fauci's relation to, you know, of course, his wife, who's one of the big wigs at the NIH, who would, you know, more than likely have their hands in this approval process somehow. Um, and and now the government's saying to the employers, okay, now fire your employees if they won't take this. Fire. We need as many, many millions of people. Uh, you know, one thing they could be saying is so we can get rich. Now, I don't know that they're saying that. I'm not making any accusations for the FCC listening in. I'm just saying, I'm just trying to think this thing through. But watch this, Brandon. I'm saying to employers, please be careful about firing people who work for you this is their livelihood this is how they feed their families and you're going to make them take what was just a few months ago an experimental drug through pfizer corporation 
who admitted to the largest criminal settlement just 11 years ago that the nation had ever seen, admitted lying about their drug Bextra, and then continued to lie, according to this article, and be involved with subsidiary groups breaking the same law. And now we find out that Fauci's wife is one of the head gurus at the National Institute of Health. And Biden is saying, fire your employees, fire your employees, make them take the jab. And I'm saying, employers, can you not see what might happen to you? in the years to come. Your employees may wind up owning everything that you worked for forever and ever. And I'm just telling employers, Brandon, there's so many other ways they could institute. In fact, John and I were talking about this before we went on the air, just employers in general. Uh, So many ways that you could institute um, uh, common sense policies among your employees to kind of kind of satisfy the needs of everybody that works for you. Brandon, I'm going to hush and you finish. Yeah, you would certainly think so. But, you know, listen, here, here's the reality, and it's been proven by this discussion today. We just don't live in a world of common sense. I know. Uh, we live in a world of knee-jerk reactions where everything is is done and, and, and calculated over the bottom line profit, over who might get their feelings hurt, uh, which racial or ethnic or, or, or group of people are we going to offend or not offend. And it's just common sense does not play into thinking in the world that we live in anymore. Yeah. And if it did, we wouldn't be in the shape we're in. Yeah. And now, you know, I mean, you know, common sense says that when you have uh, that, that when a, a, a virus comes upon the world, that it's going to run its course and that people are going to get it. And, and unfortunately, yes, some people are going to die from it. But as it as it runs its course and as people get it and recover from it that our bodies were designed to build up immunities. And now we see studies out of Israel, particularly yeah. even again today, more studies yeah. that are showing this, that yeah. natural antibodies, natural immunities just far outweigh anything that this, quote, vaccine can do. Yep. But yet we were told to lock yourself in your house and, and make sure that nobody gets something that 99.7% of people survive. I know. It's an agenda. Again, just common sense doesn't come into our way of thinking. Right. And so I'll say again, the virus is real. The Delta variants are more than likely these are real things. And I know people are really sick in hospitals and they're really dying. I I get all of that. The vaccine, Brandon, it may be the best thing since sliced bread as time goes on. It may be. It may be that I'll run down and say, man, I got to have me some of that good juice. But right now, all of the politicization and weaponization and manipulating and lying and and pandering and it just it, and it's in the FDA approving it in hundred years of existence and they've never approved a vaccine in eight months of testing on the public. I mean, Brandon, this just stinks to high heaven, and that's one of the reasons I haven't taken and not going to take it. And I'm not telling my audience not to take it. I'm not playing doctor. I'm just telling you why I'm. I'm still very leery of this whole thing, Brandon. Why don't you wrap yeah. it wrap Well, and there's up. another angle to this, and I know we're almost out of time. Yeah, people you can it. look this up on their own. I just encourage people to Google the Nuremberg Code and read oh, yeah. the 10 points of the Nuremberg Code. Yeah. Everything that's been done with this vaccine is absolutely in violation of a worldwide law. Yeah, I know. I know, accepted by all the major nations of the world. And it has to do with all the experimental drugs and and procedures used by the Nazis. And at the end of all of that, we uncovered it. There were 
rulings on that. People went to prison, went to death sentences because of it. And, and, and as a world, we said, we'll never do this again. And we're doing it right now. Yes, on a mass scale like never done before. Yeah, leave us a good word and then we'll get out of here. Hey, try to use some common sense in a world gone crazy and keep your eyes on Jesus. That's it. Keep your eyes on Jesus, folks. I'm telling you, let me preach a little bit. If you don't find yourself in the house of the Lord this weekend, oh my gosh, you you really need to. I mean, if you're not already, uh, find a place, just serve the Lord, keep your eyes on him. Because folks, we're living in very prophetic times. There's just no doubt about it. Very trying times. Whether you believe the Bible or not, these are strange times. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. God bless you.